Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. How's it going, everybody? How's your week been? Hopefully it's been good. We just finished up Valentine's Day and it was really fun. Hopefully you had a good Valentine's Day. We keep Valentine's Day pretty low-key. I talked about it in the last episode of my podcast where we talked about the top Disney romantic movies. Um, So we just kept it low-key. It was fun. Just kind of celebrated with the kids, kept it more of a family celebration and it was really nice. So don't have a lot going on in the next couple weeks. I'm not scheduled for another Disneyland trip until March, which is kind of seems far away since I went two weekends in a row a couple weeks ago, which never ever happens. Usually my trips are spread pretty far apart, and so this was totally different that I ended up going two weekends in a row, and it was a lot. So I'm excited to have a little break here. I've got a lot of things I need to catch up on, a lot of things that are happening with my website that I'm getting updated on. So it's good to have a little break and a chance to catch up on those things. Well, there's lots of stuff to talk about today, so let's get going. There are some really exciting things to talk about on this episode. Uh, We've got some new updates to Disney policies that I want to go over, and I have the Disneyland tour guide Chantel, my friend, joining me to talk all about Genie Plus. A few weeks ago, we did some testing on it and we found out tons of good information that I think you are going to want to know. It's going to be incredibly helpful to you as you're planning your vacations, as you're thinking about whether Genie Plus is the right option for you and your group. So stay tuned for that. You're going to love it. But first, let's talk about the latest update in Disney policies because news just dropped literally a few minutes ago, right as I was sitting down to start recording this episode. Then we got some exciting Disney park news. So let's get into that real quick. All right, if you haven't already heard that Disney has updated their mask policy. So beginning Thursday, February 17th, 2022, There are changes to the mask policy that are good for Disneyland and Disney World, both parks. This is the new policy. Face coverings will be optional indoors and outdoors for fully vaccinated guests. Guests who are not fully vaccinated are expected to wear masks at all indoor locations, including indoor attractions. Face coverings are required for all guests, regardless of vaccination status, two years and older, on enclosed Disney transportation. This includes Disney buses, monorails, and the Skyliner. So, lots of new information. Um, Some people are going to be happy about this news. Some people are going to be upset about this news, but... Either way, it's news. This is what's happening. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear masks unless you choose to at Disneyland or Disney World, except on Disney transportation like the buses and the monorail and the Skyliner. You will still need masks for those. If you're not vaccinated, you'll need to wear masks at all indoor attractions and dining locations, things like that. 
So I've been getting lots of messages about how Disney is planning on enforcing this new policy, and I think that it is just on the honor system. I don't think people are going to be required to carry around their vaccination cards or anything like that. So it seems to me it will just be on the honor system, and... I think that Disney will just leave it at that. I'm sure there will still be people who choose to wear masks even if they are vaccinated. And I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. In other news, February 28th, the Matterhorn bobsleds will be closing at Disneyland. We don't have a reopening date. The monorail is currently closed. Grizzly River Run is closed. Mark Twain Riverboat closed. Emotional Whirlwind closed. Tarzan's Treehouse closed. Finding Nemo closed. Sailing Ship Columbia is also closed. We know that January and February are the big refurbishment months at Disneyland, so they closed down lots of attractions to refurbish them during the lower crowd season. So this is totally typical, happens every year, and just something that we have come to expect. Now, keep in mind, if you're visiting soon, Mickey's Toontown is closing March of 2022, so just in a couple of weeks. So if you're visiting soon, make sure you pop into Toontown, say your final goodbyes because it is closing and going through through a huge refurbishment will be reopening in spring of 2023. Also coming in spring this year, the Main Street Electrical Parade, Fantasmic, World of Color, lots of fun things. We just don't have opening dates for any of them yet, but as soon as we do, you can bet I'll be talking about it on here and on my social media. So stay tuned for that. And in other Disney news, Sweetheart's Night is over. That after-hours event at Disneyland is over now that Valentine's Day is done. And coming up March 4th, beginning March 4th and running through April 26th, is the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, which is always a really fun thing to visit. And they will be bringing back California or Soarin' Over California. Usually it's Soarin' World. During the Food and Wine Festival, it will be Soarin' California. So that's very exciting. I will be there, not the opening weekend, but sometime in March, still working out my dates to experience the Food and Wine Festival and also Soarin' California. I'm excited to have it back for just a little while. So if you're visiting then, you can look forward to that. Also, I get tons of questions about when the best time to visit Disneyland is, and I have a whole bunch of information on my website that will be super helpful to you. I have every single month listed out. I talk about what happens each month there, what you can expect, crowd calendars, weather, events, I have a packing list on there, so much information. It's going to be very helpful to you if you're trying to decide when to visit or if you already know when you're visiting and just want to know what to expect, you're going to need this information. So I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check that out or you can go to my website and just pop in what month you're visiting in the search bar. It will pull it right up for you. So make sure you check that out. I've also got my free printable touring plan that's on my website that you can use I update it every single month, so it's always current. If you like a touring plan and you need a plan to kind of help you avoid long lines and, you know, just make your day go a little smoother, then I've got it for you. You can check it out. Link in my show note. And let's see, what else? I think that's all the news and information I wanted to share with you. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll have Chantel with me, and we will talk all about Genie Plus at Disneyland. You are not going to want to miss this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix in Some Magic. Mm-hmm. 
did you realize that spring break is right around the corner? It's probably only a few weeks away for some of you. And I don't want to alarm anyone, but summer break is also coming. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be summer before you know it. And if your kids are anything like mine, sitting home day after day, week after week during these breaks gets really, really boring and tedious and we need some fun and excitement in our lives to just break up the monotony of summertime or spring break. So, of course, you know what I like to do. I like to go to Disneyland or Disney World. I'm not really picky. I'll take either one. But if you need a trip, which I know you do, then let's talk about going to Disneyland or Disney World. You need to book your tickets at a discount with my friends from Getaway Today because they have the very best deals on hotels and park tickets. Their park tickets are always discounted off the gate price, so you know that you're saving money. And if you find a better deal, you can call them, tell them about it, and they will match the price. So make sure if you're going on a Disney trip, you are using Getaway Today. Their customer service is top-notch. So great. I know these people personally, and they are seriously some of the best human beings in the whole world. They really care about their guests and want them to have the very best experience possible. I've been using them for over 15 years, and I'm really not going to buy my tickets or book hotels anywhere else. They are seriously so great. So, what are you waiting for? You need a Disney vacation. They even have layaway plans. I know, layaway plans, so you can plan way in advance if you love to plan like I do, have everything squared away and ready to go by the time it's your vacation time. So check them out. I'll put a link in my show notes. You guys are going to love them. I just know it. Hi, Chantel. Are you there? I am. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on your podcast and talk about our park day where we tested Genie Plus. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about you? Tell us about yourself so that people can get to know you a little bit. Okay. Um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm the Disneyland Tour Guide. And I have been going to Disney since I was three, well, two and a half technically. Um, and I just love Disney. And growing up, my grandparents were tour, they owned a tour agency, a travel agency, I guess. And mm -hmm. um, I learned from them and watched them just, we would go to Disney, we would do all sorts of things, but um, how to be organized and plan trips and um, make the most out of your time there. And so, as I, you know, grew up and had a family, I've got a set of twins, boy, boy and girl, they're 17. We would go to the parks frequently as family, but we live in Arizona. So I would have to plan it and I would want to make the most of those three days that we went. And so I really learned a lot about the ins and outs of the parks and how to be efficient with your time and your money and everything. And so over the years, I've just kind of compiled all those tips and I, decided to start an Instagram page. Now I have a website. I just, all sorts of things. It's just turned into this kind of big, fun place where I get to share about how to make the most out of your magical day. And I love doing it. Well, you are great at it. You always have the very best information. And if you're not following Chantel, you need to be. So I'll put a link to 
her website and her Instagram all in the show notes. You guys can go and follow along because she's amazing and has so much great info. Well, you're too kind. Thank you, Melissa. I did want to know, though, what is your, like, let's find out your Disney favorites. So what's your favorite Disney ride? Um, That's got to be Big Thunder Mountain. I always have to go on that ride. And I love to do it actually, like, during the day. But then if it's like, if I've been there for a couple of days on my last day at night, I love to go on the train. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe at night, huh? It is, yes. And of course, in the back. Always in the back. (laughs) Yes, it's better in the back. Yes. And what is your favorite Disney treat? Um, That's going to be a Dole Whip float. Uh, I love the pineapple juice and the Dole Whips. But I also love to go to Tropical Hideaway because they have the raspberry and the pineapple swirl. So I get two flavors and my juice and I love so you do the raspberry pineapple in the juice yes yeah Mm -hmm. I love Mm. the floats yeah I love the floats too but I've never done the raspberry swirl I always just get the pineapple so I gotta try oh there you go yes yummy and what is your favorite Disney park um definitely Disneyland I mean I love going to DCA but Disneyland will always be my home park my favorite I just have so many memories as a child there so many just I just love it there it's my favorite it's the best yes (laughs) and what is on your Disney bucket list my Disney bucket list is Disney Tokyo. Um, I just I want to go to a park outside of the U.S. So I've been to Walt Disney World. I've done a Disney cruise. I would love Alani too. So mm-hmm. either Alani or Disney Tokyo because I hear so many good things about that park. Oh, me too. The Disney Seas and all that. Yes, sounds uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Someday. So that's my bucket list to go to a foreign uh, international park. Mm, That sounds fun. Maybe I'll come with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last week, was it last week? I think it was last week. Yes. Two weeks. Well, actually two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago. I don't know. The days all run together. Well, Chantel and I were at Disneyland and we were testing out the new Genie Plus system. So Genie Plus replaced the old FastPass and MaxPass system. And it's a little bit more complicated, I would say, than the old system. Do you think? I do. I do in the sense that uh, in the FastPass system and MaxPass before, you could just get a FastPass and then use it and then get another one and just constantly have a FastPass going all day long. And you could ride as many of the FastPass attractions as you wanted. And you can't do that anymore. And that's the one thing I think that confuses people um, is how many times can I go on the ride? Well, You can use Disney Genie only once, but then you can technically stand in the line again. So you can ride it more than once, but not like you could with a fast pass. Right. It's a little confusing. And I feel like the the app that you use isn't super user friendly. And so we wanted to do some testing and kind of figure out what the best way to use it is because there is some strategy involved. And so Genie Plus, they have a free version of Disney Genie. It's all in the Disneyland app. That's free. And we had our friend Liz try that out a little bit and we'll talk about that. But then there's the paid version, which is $20 per person per day. And it gets you into the lightning lane and it gets you the photo pass downloads. If you get any pictures taken 
by the photographers. So we decided to test it out. And I think it went well. We learned a lot. Yeah, it was interesting to see like wait times and then versus, okay, well, if you had Genie Plus, you could get on right now versus um, where does the app tell you to go? And it was interesting to see the three different scenarios as we went together throughout the day where it told us to go or where it suggested versus what we know as, you know, longtime Disney goers, where the best place is to go. And in the morning, you know, arriving at rope drop and getting even on some of those big attractions and not using your Genie Plus to go on Space Mountain at rope drop because save it for later in the afternoon when the lines are really long and you don't want to wait in that line. In the morning, there's a short wait time. So go on it and stand by and then use your Genie Plus later in the afternoon. We found that, at least I found that that would be more, it's a little more logical to use it that way so that you could ride some of those bigger attractions that you want to repeat more than once. Yep, exactly. So we decided to kind of structure it where I would, do standby lines and Chantel would do the genie plus lines and then our friend Liz from Disney food and fun would kind of follow along with the um, free version because the free version you can put in where you want to go what you want to experience and then supposedly it's supposed to help guide you through your day but it doesn't at all (laughs) and so we found when we got there first thing in the morning that it just didn't even make sense to start using genie plus because we weren't park hopping we were staying at disneyland all day and the lines were really short in the morning and so we decided it would really be wasteful to use our lightning lane since we can only use them once per attraction in the morning and it would just be better to just hit some of our favorite rides in the short standby line so that's what we did in the morning and i thought that worked out really well yeah because i mean we could see that lightning lane was available Um, And we could have used it on Space Mountain, Matterhorn, Big Thunder, the ones that we hit in the morning. But why, if the line is only a 10-minute wait, I'm not going to waste my Genie Plus. I'm going to wait in the afternoon when the line is 45 minutes. And we did that later in the day. um, As the day went by in the afternoon, we got in line for Indiana Jones. And it was like 5 or something in the afternoon. And uh, Melissa waited in the line, and I used my Genie Plus. And I got like in the line and basically on the ride and Melissa waited in line. And while she was still doing the ride, I was able to go on Jungle Cruise next door, get on and off Jungle Cruise and still beat her barely getting off of Indiana Jones. So I was able to do two rides in the time that it took her to do the one. Yep. So it does make it much faster if you're using it the right way. So I always saw people in the morning getting on the lightning, you know, getting into the lightning lanes with their genie plus. And I thought, Oh, what are they doing? They're, they're wasting it basically, unless they're park hopping. If you're park hopping, it's a different story. Exactly. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Because if you're park hopping, then you want to get in all the lightning lanes you can at the one park because at one o'clock you can hop over and do the lightning lanes at the other park. So if you are park hopping, then get those lightning lanes in on your Genie Plus first thing in the morning so you can hop over to the other park and do the same on the other side. But if you're not, saving them for the afternoon is definitely the way to go. And that is something to mention. I had somebody ask me, When you purchase Genie Plus, are you purchasing it for both parks? And the answer is yes. As long as you have a park hopper ticket 
or you have a magic key and you can park hop, you are purchasing all of the 19 attractions. There's 19 attractions that are included. There's 12 in Disneyland, and then there's seven in Disney California Adventure. And those are all included when you purchase it for that one day. But it's not good. Like you can't, you purchase it for one day, and then the next day you go to the park, you got to purchase it again. Right. Um, yeah, that is good to mention. So really you get your most value if you're park hopping because it's $20 a day. You can use it on 19 attractions, which makes it just a little more than a dollar per attraction to use the lightning link, which is pretty great. Yeah. I think that the other thing that confuses people is they say, okay, so I purchased Disney genie plus then I can get on all these rides, but then it's the, there's three separate three other attractions that are apart from that. So you've got your Radiator Springs Racers, your Web Slingers, and then your Rise of the Resistance. Those three attractions are not part of Genie Plus. They're not part of those 19 attractions. So if you want to go on any of those three rides, you have to purchase kind of like a la carte and you purchase a Lightning Lane to go on those attractions and you can skip the line, but that's per attraction. So if you want to go on Radio Springs Racers, you're paying anywhere between like seven and twenty dollars. Most days it's twenty dollars um, to go on that to skip the line. So you can do those attractions and you can pay for those and not get Genie Plus. And that's what people think they have to have the Genie Plus in order to get these other a la carte. You don't you don't have to have Genie Plus. You could just go to the park and say the one thing I want to do today is Radio Springs Racers, and you could purchase that and pay $20 for that particular one attraction. And then the other attractions just do standby, or you could buy genie plus and buy the extra a la carte and people get confused with that. I think it's kind of, um, it's just hard. Just gotta, gotta get used to it. It's just something we gotta all learn. Well, I I feel like they should have named it something different for those three attractions to avoid the confusion. Yes, yes. Because it really is confusing. And I've purchased um, the Lightning Lane for those three attractions individually. And I felt like the one that I I got the most value from was the Rise of the Resistance because purchasing the Lightning Lane put me right up at the very front and there was really no wait. Whereas Web Slingers and Radiator Springs Racers, I still waited, I think probably for when I was there last weekend, I waited for about 30 minutes for Web Slingers with my purchase Lightning Lane. And then Radiator Springs, I've waited a little while too. And there are options for those three attractions that you and I kind of discussed and we recommend to, uh, you know, viewers or listeners. So Rise of the Resistance is one that you can get in the line, you know, just before the park closes. No, I take that back. Just before the attraction closes because it closes earlier than the park does sometimes. Yeah, you got to pay attention to that. Yeah, you need to look in the app and see the time that it it is open for that day you're there. And I wouldn't go there at rope drop because you're going to waste so much time standing in that line. Everybody's running to that attraction now because they don't want to pay for the lightning lane, which I get that. So save it for the afternoon, check the app, look at the times or get in the line, you know, 20, 30 minutes before the park open closes, sorry. um, And then, you know, spend your time in line then. Or with Radio Springs Racers and Web Slingers, those two attractions, you can do rope drop if you get there and you're in line, you're at the beginning of the pack. But if you're at the end of the pack and you don't get to the park until later in the day, 
then you're just going to have to use the app to look at the times. Yep, I agree. Um, I found that for me, I don't feel like it's really worth it to purchase the Rise of the Resistance Lightning Lane most of the time because, like you said, getting in line later in the day, in the evening, I've only waited about 45 minutes. Yeah, we we did it that day. We did. We tested Genie Plus. We got in line. At what time was it? It was like 7.45. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad wait. And especially since we'd been using Genie Plus all afternoon, we'd gotten on tons of rides and we had the time to wait because we'd saved so much time in the other lines. Correct. Yeah. So I just want people to know that you don't have to purchase the lightning lanes, you know, the individual lightning lanes or the Genie Plus to have a good time, though. You can still go to Disneyland and have a great time without it. You just need a little bit of strategy and arriving early is the key. Definitely the key. I feel like for guests who this is like their maybe once a year or once every couple years or this is like their dream vacation. If you're going to go, then definitely using Genie Plus is helpful in your plans because then you can get so much more done. If you're a regular park goer like myself or Melissa, you know, we go often enough that it we and we know the strategies to get in and off the rides and make really good use of our time. You can do that as well, but if you're just a family going or a group and you're like I just want to have fun. I don't want to worry about it. I just want to be able to get in lines and go fast and skip lines. And Genie Plus is is the way to go. For sure. Yeah, it will save you a lot of time. It does get expensive, though. I mean, if you have a family of six, like I do, yeah. you know, $20 per person per day. If we're going for four days, that really adds up. Mm-hmm. But the way that I've thought about it is... If I'm saving all that time in line using Genie Plus, maybe I can take away one of my park days. Maybe I don't need four days in the park. Maybe I can do it in three if I'm adding the Genie Plus, and that would save money on hotel and food and park tickets, and then that way I can use the Genie Plus if it's important to me. Yes. The other option um, that I have thought about, you know, a family can go, and if they do have three days, you know, go a day. See how it goes and then add Genie Plus, you know, because you can add it in the app the day you get there and that you can't add it until you've gone through the park gates. Add it and use it maybe on your last day and use it for photos because I think that's really key also as you get those photos and don't forget to download those photos and keep them um, and take advantage of using the PhotoPass photographers throughout the park. Yes, that's such a great benefit. I loved that when we had our family there. I've made them stop at every single photographer we saw and they were so annoyed with me, (laughs) but I love all those pictures. That was my favorite part is having all these great pictures to look back on. Yeah. The other thing that I recommend is, you know, sit down with your group, family, whoever you're going with and take a look at the attractions because like I mentioned, you know, there's only 19 attractions that you can only, that's a lot, but mm-hmm. so of the 19 attractions, take a look at the ones in Disneyland and be like, okay, yes, those are attractions that we would use Genie Plus on, or take a look at the attractions that you don't, that don't have Genie Plus. What does it make sense to get the Genie Plus because those are rides you do want to go on, or is your group not interested in those? Over in California Adventure, there's only seven attractions that use Genie Plus, Take a look at the list and you can put maybe in your show notes if you want, Melissa, I've got a, like a genie plus cheat sheet 
and people oh, yeah. can see they can compare okay this ride in disneyland and these are the rides that don't use genie plus and then decide is it worth it and maybe you decide okay for one day yes i'm gonna definitely use it and then maybe i don't need it on my other days exactly I think that's so smart. I'll put that cheat sheet in my show notes because if you have tiny, tiny kids that aren't going to be going on any of the bigger rides, Genie Plus might not be worth it for you. Maybe it's better to just use the rider swap and skip Genie Plus completely and save that money. Yes. Yeah. And so I think it's not a, you know, when I get asked, is it worth it? I, I think it just depends on every individual group and situation scenario. Does it make sense for you or not? Yep, I like it. And I like that there's options too. I th- feel like people were upset about not having the free fast pass anymore, which I know is kind of a bummer. But the idea of the lightning lane and that you can only use it once per attraction really does make it a shorter wait when you're actually using the lightning lane. Whereas the old fast pass system, you still had some pretty long waits with the fast pass because everybody was using it because it was free and you could use it more than once per attraction. But this way, it really does make your wait shorter on most of the attractions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it keeps the standby line going quicker as well. Before with fast pass, the standby line always you know, felt longer if you were in that line. And the fast pass line kept getting longer and longer. Now, because you can only use that particular, the lightning lane once, not as many people are in that lane. So they're not adding as many people into the standby line. So I feel like the lines in general are still going much faster than they did with the old fast pass free system. Yeah, I think you're right. So I feel like it's, it's beneficial in a lot of different ways. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad that they've got, they used to have a, virtual queue to ride rise of the resistance or web slingers and i really hated that so you had to make sure you were on the app trying to get your spot in the virtual queue and it was so stressful and i heard from so many people who didn't get you know a a spot and they were there for only one day and all they wanted to do was ride rise of the resistance and it just made me feel so bad so i'm glad that that's over and you can wait in the standby line if you want or you can pay to get to the front of the line but you can ride it if you choose exactly i agree with that it is nice to be able to choose hey i do want to go on that ride i'm definitely going to go there and get it done at some point in the day or I'm going to choose to pay the $20 and I'm going to get on that ride. And it's not a matter of chance. Yes. I hated that. I yeah. might have terrible luck with the virtual cues. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk real quick about the, the free version too. Cause our friend okay. Liz was following along with the free version. Yes. And it wasn't going very well. She put in <laughs> the rides that she wanted to go on, which were the same rides we were going to try for in the morning. And it had her going on the teacups for the first 20 minutes of the day, which is just hilarious. Cause teacups is always, a super short wait and why that would send her there in the morning idea. (laughs) Yes. And it was just, it was funny to look at the suggestions of when she should go and eat and what she should go and eat. I mean, it gives you all the plans. Um, It just doesn't make sense. It has her, had her going to like space mountain in the middle of the day when there's going to be a long line when she could have done it right at the very beginning of the day with us, which she did do it with us because she knew better. But why didn't it recommend going to these attractions that build lines in the morning 
go to those attractions in the morning because in the afternoon you're going to have a long line. Go to the teacups in the afternoon when, you know, there's a 10 minute wait. Okay. Who cares if you have to wait 10 minutes for teacups? In the morning, <laughs> you're wasting your time by walking on to teacups. Exactly. It was funny. I really got the impression that through the free version, I don't know, it's almost like Disney was trying to take people who didn't know any better and redistribute them to less crowded areas of the park which is good for Disney I guess because it shortens their wait time but it's not good for that person because they're going to have longer wait times later later in the day yeah yeah I mean it's nice because it does project like you can go into the app and this is all the free part you can go into a specific attraction and you can see what the projected wait times are during the day so if you're utilizing it that way, I think it's smart because you can go and look and see like, okay, should I go next to Pirates or Jungle Cruise? Well, let's see what the wait times are going to be throughout the day because not everybody goes to Disney and knows the lines as well as we do. <laughs> so that is a really nice feature. So <clears throat> I would recommend using that part of the free Genie Plus is going into the attractions and it says projected wait times. And you can see and kind of decide. <clears throat> you can always just use the app to look and see what the wait times are to help you decide excuse me where to go next anyway right that and that's feature's nice been there because you don't want to run all the way across the park only to find out that space mountain's longer than you wanted so that is really nice and it also shows you um like the show times on there which i appreciated mm-hmm. had yeah. it all laid out i was laughing with liz i think she's my sister-in-law on our last trip about do you remember the days when you would like get to an attraction and it was closed before you had an app and you'd be like, oh, I walked all the way over here and the ride is closed. What were those days like when we didn't have an app to tell us how long the wait time was or if it was closed before we got there? I know. You had no idea. You just, <laughs> that's what you those did. You things. walked all the way across. You <laughs> <laughs> did. So yep. I'm grateful for the app. I really do appreciate the information. It saves time. Oh, it it is very helpful. It is very helpful. One thing that I have found frustrating with the Genie Plus is you'll, you'll book a lightning lane and then it doesn't tell you right there how like when you can book your next one so you can book one after you've scanned it in but sometimes you have to wait a couple of hours before you can book another one especially in the later afternoons and it doesn't tell you unless you go into another lightning lane and try to book it when you can make your next reservation and I wish they would change that so I Think, and I'd, I'd have to look at my screenshots, but I want to say that when you're booking, whatever lightning lane you're booking, you're let's say you're going, you're like, all right, I want to do Space Mountain, and you book it, and just before you confirm, there's a little teeny tiny like time that it says you can book your next one at this time, but then that disappears. So you're right. The only way to figure it out would be to go and try and get another lightning lane. Oh, I um, didn't see that tiny print. I probably missed yeah. it. It is somewhere, it's right before you, like you, you confirm or something like that. It tells you, but it's really like underneath it's in fine print. So you can look for that. And then I always go into my phone and I set a timer so that I know exactly when uh, to book my next one. The other thing that I would definitely recommend, and I didn't do it um, one of the times that I was kicking myself, is as soon as you scan in. Okay, all right, I'm going on Indian Jones. I scan in. I use the, you know, the scanner there at the, the beginning of the ride. As you're walking through the line and going to the attraction, you can get in your app and you can immediately book your next lightning lane. Sometimes I would forget until I got off the ride, which, I mean, we're not, you know, I mean, we're just talking a couple minutes. But still, you can, as soon as you scan in, 
you can book your next lightning lane right then. You don't have to, you know, wait. It's automatic. You get to get a pick, choose another one. Yeah, that's a great, it's a good thing to remember, especially if you're walking into Indiana Jones because you're going to lose service. So you better yes. do it quick. <laughs> exactly. Well, I do love the lightning lane. I think it's helpful and I feel like there's more to learn about the strategy of it though, because there are, we need to go and test it when it's a busier time of year because we went in January, which is less crowded. Yes. So we need to do testing when it's more crowded when it's busier because like I found that in the afternoon you know at three four o'clock whatever when I would go in to choose lightning lane times most of them were within the next five to ten minutes like you could go and book and get on the next attraction there was only like two or three that were maybe a half hour at the most an hour out unlike I know like busier times you're gonna find okay um, you want to go on this attraction? Well, you can't go for another two hours. You can't go for, you know, to the tonight. And that's going to happen as I think more people use Genie Plus too. Mm -hmm. And the parks are more crowded. Um, the other thing we haven't talked about is the multi-experience pass that you get. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So um, when we were there, I can't remember which attraction went down, but I was holding a lightning lane. I had a a reservation for one of the, the rides and it broke down during the time that I could have returned to use it. And so because it broke down, it automatically switched it to, let's say it, if it was for Haunted Mansion, it took it from Haunted Mansion and turned it into a multi-experience pass. The multi-experience pass, it'll tell you what attractions that is good for. The one nice thing is I ended up using it on a ride that's not even included in the genie plus list you guys were getting in line for alice in wonderland and i wanted to go on that but i didn't have genie plus mm -hmm. for that so i used my multi-experience pass to get on the attraction at the same time as you guys and i basically i you know you go through the exit but the multi-experience pass isn't just it, it'll specify for you in the app so you have to look at that but it also tells you what it doesn't include like you can't use it for peter pan you can't use it for like rise of the resistance i can't remember the list i don't have it in front of me but there are certain attractions it's not good for but it is an option you could go on an attraction that maybe isn't on your genie plus so you kind of want to if you can i mean you can't really predict when a ride's going to go down but if that happens definitely take advantage of that and see which attraction you can use it for and utilize it to your advantage don't and also the the haunted mansion let's say it was for haunted mansion my haunted mansion pass i got to still use my genie plus later in the day for haunted mansion i didn't lose that genie plus option when it turned into a multi-experience right they're so they're really great i'm glad they do that we got a couple of them when i was there last week and i actually used it to my advantage because i would i saw that small world was down and I thought, well, I'm going to book a lightning lane for it right now. If it stays down, I get a multi-experience pass, which it did. So I ended up getting a few. And I we had been on all of the rides we wanted to do except for Alice in Wonderland. So we decided to use it for Alice, which the wait time is always a little longer. And when we got to Alice, you just go to the cast member at the exit and tell them you want to use your multi-experience pass and then they scan it using their scanner but she said her scanner was broken and so she said you can still use it come in the exit but just use that multi-experience pass for a different attraction and I'll just let you in 
right here. Nice. I know. So we got to use it on another one and we used it on the story boat canals. Oh. And the lady at the exit was really trying to talk us out of using it there because <laughs> she said no you don't don't you realize you could use this on big thunder you could use this on pirates you could use this on haunted mansion we said yeah we understand but we've been on all those but we really want to go on this and she thought we were crazy but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nice thing about it, is you can use it on whatever you want and it's just a, like a you know a free genie plus for you yep it's really great i'm glad that they do that yeah, I agree. Well, is there anything we missed about Genie Plus? You know, I don't think so. I feel like we covered kind of everything, the pros and the cons and when to use it. And yeah, no, I, I, I can't think of anything else. Well, and I think if people are on the fence about whether it's good for them or not, just try it for one day. Yeah. And if you thought it was helpful, then you'll know. And if you don't, then you'll know that too. Yeah, I think maybe one thing we didn't, I, I mentioned it briefly, but as far as Genie Plus and purchasing it, you cannot purchase it. You can purchase it at a time with your ticket, which both Melissa and I recommend doing that through Getaway Today because we you can get discounted tickets and buy the Genie Plus at the same time before your trip. Or yeah. if you decide to wait, you, you can't purchase it though, like the morning of until you've scanned into the park. So scan into the park. And then you can go ahead and you can purchase it and make your first selection. But you can't do any of that. People get confused with that because it's different rules at Walt Disney World, where at Disney Walt Disney World you can there's they have a different system and you can buy it ahead of time, but not at Disneyland. Just so people understand, you cannot purchase Disney Genie on the day of your arrival day until you've scanned through the park. Yep, that's good to know. Good information. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. I always love talking to you. Yes. Great minds think alike. We have these <laughs> Disney Disney strategy minds, and it's just so fun to talk about. Yep, it really is. Well, we'll have to plan a time for when it's busier and go do it all over again. I agree. It will be fun. Well, thanks <laughs> so much for chatting with me. All right. You're welcome. It was good to talk. We will do another trip soon. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later, Chantel. Thank you so much, Chantel, for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. You're always so fun to hang out with, and you always have really great insights and information. So make sure you check out Chantel. I'll put all of her information in my show notes. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an amazing week. Do something fun. Do something that you love. Maybe book a Disney trip. <laughs> that's something fun that I love. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> You guys are the best. I appreciate you being here. I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.